Hey listeners, welcome to the Brainless Bunch podcast. It's new here as this week's host. And as always, we are joined by our fab- fabulous cast. David. Sierra. Eli. Carla. The topic for this week is unsolved murder cases. So I wanted to do unsolved murder cases because it's spooky month, y'all. <laughs> and um, I guess like I kind of, I'm just going to ask, did any of you guys go through like a phase where you guys were like kind of into like this kind of stuff or no? Yeah. I'm not weird, no, no. Oh, no, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching that BuzzFeed one, the one that's like, uh, what is it called? Unsolved. Unsolved. Yeah. Oh my god, I was like super into those videos. Yeah, but... I'm really into like reading those Reddit threads where people on Reddit would try to solve these unsolved cases. And mm-hmm. it would just turn into like conspiracy theories and stuff. Like, what if this happened? We should be suspecting this person. And it's a lot of speculation, but it was fun. It's it's weird to say that somebody's tra- tragedy was fun for me to question, but... <laughs> You know, like somebody's missing child. It was fun for me to try to figure out who it was, even though they never figured out who it was. Ooh. But they were really interesting, and they. Okay, so what do you, what are your guys' like whole opinions on it? Like, what do you guys think about it? Um, I think that the truth is out there. No, <laughs> <laughs> what, what? What does that mean? I mean, she's asking for my opinions. I mean, it is what it is. How do I? I don't even know if I have an opinion on it. I mean, yeah, um, that's true. The truth is always the only truth. That's true. Oh yeah, there's. I heard that there's three sides to a story, not two. It's one being the uh, per the one one side of the per. What? Isn't it one like side? three sides? One person's side, the other person's side, and the truth. Oh, I yes. thought it was I heard that too. and the truth. I thought that's how it went. What? Yeah, because there's always two people who have yeah. different stories. And then yeah, the third I thought that was be. the phrase. Yours, mine, and then the truth. Yeah, that's not what she said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. He said, nope. Okay. Got an opinion uh, on it? An opinion on unsolved murder cases. I think there's some cases where the truth is out there, and then some cases where only the people who were involved will ever know, and there's like no trace to it. And then I think there's some people who take it too far and like get too much into the conspiracy theory when there's really not much there. Yeah. There's no way to really tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so, like, when there are, like, unsolved murder cases, like, it's, like, kind of, like, a public thing, right? So people come up with, like, their own, like, who they think is the killer is, things like that. Do you guys think, like, there's, like, a, a line that you can't cross when it comes to, like, deciding on this? Because, like, some people are, like, Oh, like it's like the fam- uh, family member or something, or it's like it's their friend, and you know what I mean. I, I understand the uh, pessimism that comes with these speculations by random strangers, 
because some strangers can take it in a totally different direction. Whether or not you consider it wrong is up to you. But I have seen cases where people start speculating so much that it's like framing victims as the suspect, suspect you know? And I, uh, I believe that there is a right to question anybody that may, ha may have been involved, but I can see how that can transcend past the line that shouldn't be crossed. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of, I don't know if it's moral. I don't know. It really depends on the context of the murder case. You need to know the details of it because some of them, it like this, it genuinely, genuinely seems like there's no other way unless the family was involved, right? Mm -hmm. But then others, it's just like people come up with crazy stories. And you got to be careful when you throw allegations like that around because it could really affect people. But also, there, you, it's still good to question it just to know because you got to question to know, you know? Mm -hmm. But not in a destructive way where it's just, it can get really blown like out of proportion. Yeah, I agree with the, what Sierra said, like, like, it makes sense why people would question certain, uh, like, family members because they happen to be in that person's life. And so, I mean, they are prone to getting, you know, uh, questioned, but I feel like you need to be reasonable when you do that don't blow it out of proportion because sometimes a lot of, no, not sometimes, a lot of times like people do that and it just gets to a point where it's like disrespectful. Like, you know, like it's just, I you could tell when the person's crossing the line and where evidence doesn't line up with, um, what is it? When evidence doesn't line up with what you're saying. So people need to be careful when they make theories or, things that would, you know, just theories <laughs> in general. Carla, do you have a say in it? No, I mean, you guys said everything. Yeah, you just need to be careful. Yeah. I was just going to say definitely be careful. Like UI and Sierra said, um, at the end of the day, it's speculation, you know, and we don't want to be drilling and hammering down on people who you know, could end up being the victim. Okay, so what do you guys think about when people, like, make jokes about who the killer is? Because you know how there's, like, the whole thing about Ted Cruz being the Zodiac killer? And, like, mm -hmm. that's, like, kind of, like, fine as well. So, like I said previously, if the evidence does not line up with what you're saying, then... That at that point, it's like crossing the line. And so the fact that people say Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer, I mean, if there's evidence, I mean, I guess go for it. But if there isn't, then like you're just blowing it out of proportion and it's unnecessary. And I mean, just go off of facts. Like, don't. Don't make it more than it has to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
Do you guys have any, like, unsolved murder cases that you guys thought were, like, interesting? That I you guys have come across? I think the most interesting one to me is uh, the case of Dante Ramsey. Mm-hmm. It's still unsolved after how many years has it been? It's been a long time. I can't remember. Didn't it happen like 19-somethings? I don't know. Very long time. I did a paper on her, on, like, the case, too. And I know, like, we were talking about, like, how it, like, crosses the line when you kind of, like, what's it? Or, like, if you, like, blow it out of proportion, but there's, like, um, saying that the family did it, basically. And I kind of wrote my paper on, like, this kind of, like saying like oh I think it's like them you know what I mean because I read like a book that was written by like the lead detective and the guy was literally like he was like super sus of the um the parents and like the younger brother or was it older brother older brother I meant but yeah like yeah it happened on 1996 Oh my god, I was so into this case. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the most popular unsolved cases. Mm-hmm. Okay, can new can you uh, fill us in on the story, like some background context, like who she was, like Oh yeah. I've so, heard of the story before. Like I've heard of the theories and I've seen it on news channels before, but I wouldn't say that I have a firm understanding of it myself, you know? So do you yeah. mind giving us a little insight into the John Benet Cam- Ramsey case? Mm-hmm. So basically, like, John Benet Ramsey was, um, like, a former, like, beauty pageant girl, kind of. And she was, like, s- super, like, famous and everything. And then they find her, like, one day, um, like, missing from her bed. And they find her, I believe, in, like, the basement. Like before that, there was a thing with um where the family like when they called the police, they find like a ransom note and they're like, oh, like we want like this amount of money and stuff like that. But when like the police were like kind of like investigating, they couldn't find the body, and then like eventually they find oh they find like the body in the basement, right? And like through uh like throughout the whole case, like I'm trying to like remember what I wrote about. But, um, she, like, died from, like, uh, strangulation or something, and then, I don't know, I can't remember, but I think there was, like, this thing about how, um, the, uh, the ransom note, like, the lead detective guy, when he was, like, investigating it, there was, like, a thing where, um, they were saying, oh, um, the mother's, like, handwriting, like, kind of, like, matches the ransom note or something, and then... Uh, there wasn't really a, like, I guess they couldn't really, um, have, like, anyone to, how you say it? Uh, ah, oh, damn, I can't remember what the word is. But, like, there was, like, uh, was it? Uh, when they were, like, doing, like, her autopsy or something, there was, like, pineapple, like, pineapple or, um, bits inside, like, her stomach and stuff and then on the like the bowl of like pineapples like it was like in the kitchen and then it had like the brother's fingerprints on it so like they were kind of like sus about the whole family right 
but yeah, like the case was like never really solved. And I remember like Hulu, like they recently came out like with this uh what do you call it? This like documentary about like the whole thing. And then I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, okay, like I know like it's like unsolved, but like they really like came and like interviewed the family about it again. You know what I mean? And I was kind of like, I don't know if that's like bringing, I mean, it's obviously bringing up like bad memories for the, like, what's it, for the father? Because I think he's the only one, uh, was it, or like besides like the mother, it's just like the, I think it's like the son and the father that are still alive. But yeah, like I was kind of, I don't know, like it's, I feel like as like a parent, having it like be brought up like over and over again, it'd be like hard to deal with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't you just accuse them, though? Yeah, but still, I mean... Um... <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying, like, the evidence is kind of there. Like, I mean, it's the lead detective is the one that's also, like, he's saying that it's kind of sus. You know what I mean? There's, like, a bunch of theories over it, so I don't know. But, I'm, I mean, it sus doesn't like, mean much. I mean... If there's evidence, why didn't they get, you know, sentenced? Mm, you're right. I can't remember. My memory is so bad. Pull up the essay, new. I know you still have it on Google Docs. Hold up, I'm looking at it. Damn. What was weirder is that when the police had tried to question him, the po- the parents refused repeating. He had- it's like who's battling wind bro what is that wind sound (laughs) oh is it me let me mute myself and then you tell me yes yes (laughs) that's my bad well it's too hot is it loud a little bit yes for your guys sake i'll suffer in the heat thank you (laughs) Oh, but they were kind of like he found he found it kind of strange how the parents wouldn't let like the police like kind of um like talk to him because if he was asleep the whole time like they could have just been like oh like when you were up in your room when you were like sleeping like did you wake up in the middle of the night or something or hear anything I don't know but it was kind of I don't know like the whole thing like when he was like describing it I don't know if he's just biased or something but like. I found it kind of weird, like, how the parents were, like, acting when he was, like, writing the whole thing. Um, Another thing is that didn't he get interviewed years later on, I think, Dr. Phil, and the brother was acting really weird, like, he was smiling and laughing, talking about his sister's death. Oh, God. And people were, like, saying that's kind of, like, uh, sociopath <laughs> behavior. I don't know if you could say that. That's like socio, like sociopath behavior, though. I I know they they were trying. They thought they were Shane Dawson or something trying to diagnose people, but I don't, um. But I'm telling you, the behavior was not normal. I can guarantee you that much. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, you haven't seen it it's on YouTube. I haven't seen it. Yeah, he was interviewed by Dr. Phil, and even Dr. Phil called him out. He was like. You're smiling as you talk about your sister. Why is that? <laughs> I don't. 
I mean, it could be just a, you know, a unique coping mechanism. Maybe. Yeah. Who will ever know? I'm I mean, back. okay. Oh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What happened? Oh, no, you can go. No, I was just going to say, like, I'm reading back on my paper, and yeah, they did act kind of sus. But I'm sorry, continue. Uh, so going back to, like, uh, how you said that, uh, like, you feel bad for the parents uh, when they went to interview them, like, just recently or something? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I feel like that could vary upon like the family because some families would feel like relieved because they're trying to find justice for their child and so by like publicizing this and making it more known to media that way maybe like forensic technology could kind of help like the modern forensic technology can help aid in finding the killer you know that's a good point i agree yeah so it it might be i mean it might be kind of like uh for the parents but then again i feel like they have this strong desire to find out who yeah. the killer was so i don't think there's a point in really i mean i mean it's up to you but like it's there's there's more of a feeling i'm pretty sure of justice than feeling bad mm-hmm. definitely i feel like that is a big drive that leads to these cases going public because because of the desperation that these families have. But yeah. then like leading back to the previous questions in the conversation before, that is a double-edged sword because at your de- most desperate moments, you're asking everyone for help, but you don't realize how cruel the outside world can be pertaining to your situation. What you think of as a very horrible, tragic moment in your life can easily become a game for other people where they try to play guess who and yeah. all of a sudden, people are questioning you, trying to blame you, when in reality, you're just trying to find the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like pub- public attention could equate to good things by just making it public and known so that it can solve the case. But then again, like you said, it can also be a bad thing because people are just starting to make conspiracy theories involving you. And in, I mean, I, I don't know, but like in most cases, I'm pretty sure you're not the uh, killer. And so it's just mind boggling and probably very uh, devastating to hear that the public is uh, accusing. accusing you. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons to everything, but I'm just mm-hmm. Oh, another uh, unsolved case. They have a Netflix documentary on it. And I forget, her name's Madeline something. It starts with a P, I think. And she was like a four-year-old little girl. And it was a a British family. Were they British? No, they're American. But they were in, they traveled to some country in in Europe. And I'm pretty sure they're American. Or British. I can't remember. I don't know. They were in a different, they're on vacation, okay? They're in a completely different country. I think they're in Spain. I think it's coming back to me. They're in Spain, in a country that speaks a different language. And they yeah. spoke English. And she's they're a white family. She's a four-year-old little girl. And they leave her in their hotel room. 
and they figured, you know what, she's sleeping right now. She'll be fine. She won't. And they were, they decided to go to the pool because they had a little bar area near the pool, like the parents. And they figured their room was walking distance from the pool. Like, it was like, you can see, like, visual, like, you can see where it is, right? So I guess that's why they decided to leave her asleep. I mean, but she's four years old. Yeah. (laughs) And they return, and she's gone. And oh, no surprise. <laughs> they have no idea what happened to her. I mean, there was no body even found. Like in John Benet's case, Dang. there was a body found. This one, to this day, there's like no actual body found. And um, yeah, so a lot of people so, were to blame the parents. Like, first of all, what what grand idea is that to like leave your child behind, right? And they found out that. Uh, apparently, the mom, like, gave the daughter some medicine to go to sleep. Oh, my then God. It just, it was not looking good for the parents at all. And they had no real, like, evidence. So they tried looking for, just for, like, like pedophiles in the area. But it literally led to nothing. Like, they didn't find anything. And, yeah, that's another case. Yeah. I think I want to watch that now. The, the local authorities got involved. But then, since um, they were on vacation, right? Like, they can't stay there forever. So, because the visas or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So then the other country that they're from got involved to try to solve the case. Literally, the uh, like, multiple countries got involved. There are people on the case... And uh, still couldn't get solved. So that's unfortunate. And that's the thing to keep in mind. Like, even though it's interesting, like, at the end of the day, it's still a tragedy. Like, to me, like, it, it's important. Like it, like, it captured my attention and I watched the entire thing. But just the entire vibe from it, it wasn't, like, fun. It was just, like, sad, you know, because, like, it's tragic that that little girl ended up most likely dying because of that or you know on vacation like it's sad mm-hmm. yeah that's true so it just reminds you to be ca- extra careful like because you you know yeah at least like these unsolved murder cases kind of tell us uh, a lesson or two you know of like don't leave your kid behind if she's still four or like, you know, like things that, uh, I mean, would be common sense to some people, but like, it kind of assures you and puts you in that position. Like, this is what happens if you, you know, and you just have to be a hundred times more careful. And I hope that brings awareness to the fact that of what you should do and what you shouldn't do in certain situations because mm-hmm. I mean uh, they are interesting and that's why probably a lot of people watch them but we can't forget that it is a tragedy and there's something that we could learn from it all yeah for me I feel like it kind of does the opposite like it makes me more paranoid because I'm like already aware that there's evil in this world but like there's some things that happen to people I'm like I didn't even think people could be that cruel or like that, that mm-hmm. could happen to someone so it just makes me 
even more paranoid and that's why I kind of like don't like watching them because it's really sad too but um yeah yeah that would make sense yeah I mean bunch of type of people in this world I I don't know but yeah Like, there's some shows on um, certain channels on TV that are dedicated to unsolved cases, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom loves watching that stuff because, and uh, granted, it, she is annoyed that something like that would happen, probably because she watches too much of that shows, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah, my mom does the same, too. She watches a lot of murder cases, and it's like, is this like a mom thing? Like, <laughs> like do they just love Dr. Phil and do they also love Judge Judy and do they like unsolved murder cases? Like, what is the, what is the, what is up with that? I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I watch it too, and you did bring up a good point, UI, which is like, for those shows mm-hmm. specifically, well, majority of them, right? It's like mm-hmm. the families agreeing to sh- tell the story, you know, instead of like a documentary about John Bonet without the family's consent, really, you know, like let's say it's like, you know, what I mean, like most of these shows, like the family choose to tell the story to bring awareness of the case because it's unsolved or whatever, or even just even if it was solved, just to like spread the message, you know, like hey, you know, be safe out there. You never know. You never know when if this could happen, because they weren't yeah. expecting it to happen. And um, so I find that you know very interesting. So if they have a story to tell, maybe you know that's why I kind of want to listen to it. Like if you know if they have if they're choosing to spread this, then I want to listen in. Yeah, I remember hearing about how like this podcast actually solved like case by like when they were talking about it or something really yeah there was i can't remember i think it was like like the true crime podcast or something now i'm gonna start listening to a new podcast i was like that's actually that's actually like really crazy though like it's kind of like they're um was it i guess like they're not really like on the case or whatever but it's like it's interesting how they actually like kind of figured everything out you know what I mean yeah yeah it's interesting how like modern like I said previously but like modern technology and just our era of people can still solve cases back in the 1970s or like 1980s like I read I watched like a small docuseries on like was it Golden State Killer or something and it was about like yeah it was about a uh, like a man and i think he was up in this uh what is it, san fran area and he was just ransacking homes at night and he sexually harassed women like up to 50 and robbed 100 homes and killed mm-hmm. 10 people mm-hmm. and no one at that time knew like what was happening like yeah no one knew what was happening no one knew who that person was and so like fast forward to 2018 ish like very recently um i think they opened up the case again and um 
they were able to find or track down that man who's like now like I don't know he's an old man um but yeah they were able to track him down through like a gene website uh and his family members obviously has his DNA so uh the DNA fingerprints matched with his family members which tracked him down which tracked it down to him and so yeah like 30 years later like you have a whole like is this is it called suspect no like like what is it called about you have a yeah i guess a suspect i don't know <laughs> but you have you have a person who committed the crime finally and so it's very interesting how like modern technology kind of could I mean, we could, yeah, we could use that to solve cases back when, whenever the heck, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like 30 years later, they solve it, like. Yeah. Sometimes you need a fresh set of eyes, too, you know? I agree. Oh, and it turns out, oh, sorry, and it turns out that uh, he was an ex-police, police officer, and so, yeah, and I was like, maybe, maybe no one suspected him because he was part of the force, but like, it's very scary. This world is scary. Like, we don't know who is running, yeah, the upper, upper division of our society. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but it was so funny because, oh, what? No, oh, I was just going to say, like, it kind of just shows like anyone could, you know, like yeah. anyone's back, you know what I mean? It's just kind of creepy. Yeah, and it's funny how his like family members um, were like, oh my gosh, my uncle would never like do this. Or like, I never suspect, like I would never suspect him to do things like that. And I'm like, child, like you need to stop. <laughs> like if my one of my family members did something like that and I was notified of that, I would treat them how they should be treated. Like. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no, there's no like, uh, what is it, kin? There's no such thing as kinship that should be like, what is it yeah. called? Like, kin is not everything, man. Like, yeah, there's things awesome. called moral. Yeah. Okay. Like you, I said, um, some things are just inexcusable, especially in the real world that we live in. You know, we always hear about things from our families saying that family comes first. We protect one another. We are a family. We stick together. But at one point, you have to realize that sometimes there's a boundary and a line that just, it's the final straw that breaks the camel's back. You can't keep protecting someone that's, you know, just doing something that's horrible. And that's kind of the gift that comes from having a separate set of eyes, like you guys said. Um, they'll take you somewhere that you're not willing to hear, that you're not willing to believe. They'll take you somewhere and force you to, you know, put emphasis and put your thoughts onto that story. Because if you're that uncertain about something, maybe it's time to step back and see what you're trying to hide, okay? You may not know it now, but the person you're putting all your eggs and all your trust in is potentially someone that's out to hurt you and out to destroy you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, I feel like whoever said that must have had a happy family because that 
doesn't work that doesn't apply for everyone it may apply to some people but not everyone especially those who have toxic families like you can't just say like oh well they're still your family it bothers me when they say that like because that doesn't like like you i said like if like it's difficult because sometimes it's hard to cut them out of your life because they're family and uh, this is getting a little off topic, but all I gotta say is that's why it's important to have your chosen family, you know, the people you choose to keep around you. That was totally off topic, and I <laughs> no, I totally got the connection that you were making. Like, the people you're gonna protect are people that you know are on the same page and same wavelength as you. So, like you said, you're, it's all about building that trust. And, and you would hope that the family you're born into has that kind of trust. If not, then maybe it's time to reevaluate because you're only as good as the people you affiliate with. And that's something that I think we all, all kind of agree. Like, you wouldn't be friends with the racist person. You know, it's not an idea thing. Like, I wouldn't be friends with the racist person. I wouldn't be friends with somebody that murders people. You know, like, I wouldn't be friends and I wouldn't cover that up. And building your own network, and I can understand the idea of protecting your kin, protecting your group, but once you build that group, you know that you can protect them from things that are deservingly to be protected, mm -hmm. you know? Because if you're gonna go out of your way to protect a murderer, how much better are you than them? That's why I wonder how it's like, like from the perspective of a child Whose parent was a serial killer? Yeah. I mean, to have to—I don't—I can't even imagine, honestly, how to even function knowing that, because that was out of their control, and they didn't—they don't. No one gets to choose their parents, so mm -hmm. that's got to be difficult. I mean, to, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of known that, like, oh, you're the kid of like a serial killer, and it's like. It's not something that you want to deal with, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, going back to, like, that same story, like, when, I mean, 30 years ago he was young, but now he's old. And so, um, like, in court, like, he was acting like he was so frail and, like, he was acting so vulnerable and, like, he can barely move when in reality he can do whatever the heck he wants. But... <laughs> But, yeah, like, I don't know what it is with society and feeling bad for, like, old people when they committed a crime when they were young, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like they're no different from who they were 30 years ago. They're just, they just look old and frail, but they're the same exact person. Like, I don't know why you guys are giving them, you know, a freebie or whatnot, but it's just, it's funny how our society kind of, like, loose back into that thought process where if it's if they're old just whatever it doesn't matter you know like some people be like that and i'm here like no honey that's not how it works yeah exactly serve their justice justice mm -hmm. oh, wait what is it called? Yeah, i don't know i don't know english leave me alone yeah they deserve what's coming to them and like i've seen i don't remember which story it was but there was a story of like a, a killer, a murderer, and he was like really old. And then by the time he was really old, people are like, well, he's really old, he's gonna die anyway. There's no point putting him in jail. And it's like, you know, there's no age limit to be a killer. There's no age limit where you age out of, you know, 
getting caught and getting your repercussions paid to you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, um, how you say it? I don't get how like they can like live with themselves. You know what I mean? Like, was it, you said like he was like in his thirties or something. And then, and then he like, was it when they caught him, he was like in his eighties. So that's like what? 50 years. Like that's great. You know? And it's like the fam, like I, like it's like everyone's like oh like they're old and stuff and it's like yeah but then the family of the victims like they have to live with that forever you know what i mean like that loss that's like yeah. worse <laughs> if anything because they're old and they're about to die make their last couple of years be miserable <laughs> let them suffer mm-hmm. yeah. okay um unfortunately we have reached the end of our podcast tonight thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we hope to see <laughs> I, we hope you guys turn, uh, tune in next week bye guys bye. 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 Bye.